Thank you for joining us today for worship. Thank you for joining us today on this Mother's Day. I want to briefly tell you about my mom. This is my story. So, <clears throat> got a few pictures there. My mom was um, born in Lafayette, Indiana, so I'm a Hoosier at heart. Um, she passed December 29, 2015, so that was shortly before um, we got here. <clears throat> my mom met my dad at Purdue University, so I don't mind telling people I'm a boilermaker. Um, it's in my blood. And at some point shortly after they moved to Weatherford, Oklahoma, which is where I was born, my dad taught in the chemistry department at Southwestern Oklahoma State University. Then he was the Dean of Arts and Sciences at the same college, Southwestern Oklahoma University um, in Weatherford. My mom, she spent the 50s having babies. So there's five kids up there on the top left. I'm the youngest of five. I can go on and on and would love to go on and on telling you about my mom, but here's what I want you to know. My mom loved me, and I knew that. I can't speak for my brothers and sisters. I'm confident they would say the same thing. I will tell you I never had any doubt that my mom loved me. I had full assurance that my mom loved me no matter what. When curfew was at 11 and I came in at 4 a.m., the consequences were a little tough, but I knew my mom loved me. When I backed my vehicle into her car and scraped it all the way down the side, the look on her face of disappointment, but I, I knew my mom loved me. I had complete assurance of that love, and that shaped who I am. We're in a series called Blessed Assurance, and we finished today Lots of lessons going through 1 John. I hope you've benefited from this study as much as I have. I love the words to the song of the same title. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Those words are written by Fanny J. Crosby. She said, this is my story. She lived a life of blessed assurance. She had complete assurance of her salvation. I hope you can say that of your life. If you can't, keep reading through 1 John. That's the purpose of 1 John. Today we're going to be in the last nine verses of chapter 9. And John's been using certain words to drive home his point. Certain words so that we will understand. He uses the word know or knows or knowledge or acknowledge 40 times in this short letter to drive home his point. In fact, he uses the word know eight times in this last chapter seven times in the last nine verses. So obviously John wants us to know some things. He wants us to know some things about God. He wants us to know some things about salvation. He wants us to know some things about loving our brother. He wants us to know some things about following God. And John says with confidence, we can know 
We can know. We don't have to suppose. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to hope. John says, we know. And at the top of his list, John wants us to know Jesus, and he wants us to know eternal life. In fact, in verse 20, he says those are the same thing. He says, we know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. He's the true God, and He is eternal life. So knowing Jesus and knowing eternal life are the same thing. So John concludes today, these last nine verses, and he's going to give us three more things that we could know. Nothing new. He's been very repetitive. The first thing he says is, we know that God hears our prayers. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Not sure if you believe that. Not sure if you believe that. It's like, I don't know if He's listening. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. So John says we can have confidence knowing that God hears us. We can pray with confidence knowing that God hears us. Knowing we have eternal life gives us confidence when we pray. Knowing we have eternal life gives us assurance that God hears our prayers. John says God is listening. His ears are always open to us. Now, God's not going to put you on hold God's not too busy. Here's what the Hebrew writer says. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we can receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. John says God hears us and God answers our prayers. Now, sometimes he answers with a yes, sometimes a no, sometimes a not now, sometimes a later. God in His sovereignty knows how to answer our prayers. But I want you to consider this. What do you call someone who gets everything they want? We call them a spoiled brat. Can you imagine if God gave us everything we asked for? We would be spiritual brats. But God in His sovereignty knows how to answer our prayers. God will always answer in His time, in His way, in His power, and in His purpose. Number two, we know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. Here's what he says. Word for word. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. It's not the first time he's used this terminology. He says, no one who lives in Him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he's been born of God. He's not suggesting that we are no longer capable of sinning. He's not suggesting that we live a life of perfection. He's not suggesting that we will never fall into temptation and sin the terminology is, does not go on sinning. He's not practicing sin. Why? Because we've been born of God. 
Because we're children of God. We've been born again. We've been given a new nature. So here's what he says in 1 John 5, 18. He, Christ, who was born of God, keeps him, that's us, safe. Christ keeps us safe. And the evil one cannot harm us. Wow. John wants us to know that God is on our side. God is protecting us. The evil one cannot harm us. Now again, John's not suggesting we will no longer sin. He's just reminding us that we're children of God. And in reminding us that we're children of God, we sing the song, This world is not my home. We're just a passing through. Now, as children of God, we're no longer under the authority of Satan. We are now under the authority of Jesus. So Satan has no jurisdiction over us. He has no jurisdiction over our souls. We sing the song, the battle belongs to the Lord. I'm sure you understand that Satan is still fighting the war for your soul. But the battle belongs to Jesus. Point number three, the most important point. The most important point of this letter, in my opinion. The most important point of your life, in my opinion. John says we can know that we have eternal life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know. I think we've used that about 12 weeks. You should memorize that so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. Wow. So that we can know. John says you can know. You can know that you're saved. You can have assurance of that eternal life. And listen, it's okay to know. It's not arrogant. It's not haughty. It's not pompous. John wants to be very clear as to why he's writing. I'm writing so that you can know that you have eternal life. Here's what he says in 1 John 4. There's our word again. If anyone acknowledges, it's the word confess, that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. Everything you need for salvation is found in Jesus. Everything you need for eternal life is found in Jesus. And John says, you can know. Listen, I understand because I've grown up in church, been in church my whole life. I understand that there's people who say, oh, you can't know. You can't have assurance. And they'll say it's wrong to know. They'll say you can't know. But John says, don't listen to those people. You can know that you have eternal life. When I was growing up, I heard this question a lot. If you died today, do you know that you're going to heaven? John says, you can know and you should know. Because scripture clearly teaches that we can know. So from our very first lesson in 1 John... Let me give you a review of some verses. I assure you, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me, I assure you, have eternal life. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never 
perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Having believed, you were marked in Him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. In His great mercy, He's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never, never, never perish, spoil, or fade. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that He is able to guard what I have entrusted to Him for that day. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Now, John says you can know. You should have confidence knowing. You should have full assurance knowing. John says there's no reason you should not know. Maybe you heard about the preacher who, pearl, who pulled into a small town one time. He was going to preach a gospel meeting. He needed to mail a few letters before he headed to the church building, but he didn't know where the post office was. He saw a young boy riding on a bicycle, rolled down his window and said, Hey, young man, can you tell me where the post office is? The young boy knew right where it was, small town, showed him, pointed how to get there. The preacher thought to himself, you know, I should ask this young boy to come hear me preach tonight. So he said to the young boy, hey, listen, I'm preaching at this church right up the road. And I'm going to be preaching on how to get to heaven. And I was wondering if you might want to come. And quickly the boy said, nope. His quick answer kind of caught the preacher off guard, and he said, why don't you want to come? And he said, preacher, why would I want to come, listen to you, tell me how to get to heaven, because you don't even know where the post office is. <laughs> Think about that. Why would anyone, anybody want to come listen to us, worship with us, come to a small group with us, be a part of our church family as we talk about heaven and we don't even know if we're going to go or not. We don't even know if we have assurance of salvation. You see, knowing you are saved gives validity to your testimony. Knowing you are saved makes people want to know what it is you have. Nobody wants to be a part of an uncertain group. They want to be a part of a certain group that knows that they're going to heaven. But listen, when it comes to knowing, John says it's not what you know. It's who you know. And so he writes, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Listen, church, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, as he says in chapter 4, who has come in the flesh, and you respond to him and you acknowledge him, you know him, it's that word confession, you confess him. And you're born again. John's talked about that. John says, if you do those things, you can know. You can have complete assurance of your salvation. And John says, this is my story. Let me go back to my mom. I remember the last conversation I had with my mom. 
she was in hospice care and she was dying and I was unable to get to Oklahoma because the weather was horrible. We were living in East Texas. Snow and ice and bad weather and I called my mom and I think my sisters put the phone up to her and I'm pretty sure she still had the tubes going down her mouth and I said, I love you, Mom. And with those tubes in her mouth, she says, I love you too. She didn't have to tell me she loved me because I knew. She had showed me her whole life that she loved me. So I knew. I had complete assurance of my mom's love. Just like God has done for us, Paul writes in Romans 5, God demonstrated His love to us. He showed us His love because while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story. Fanny J. Crosby said, this is my story. I can tell you with my mom, this is my story. John would say, this is my story. You need to make blessed assurance your story. 